Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and non-binary people to Comics Corner. Yo. We are rocking. It's the Malice in the Palace Labor Day weekend, <laughs> dude. We're live, as always, from Pat's Palace. I just realized it's technically not live. We're posting it later, but it's Labor Day weekend, dude. Sean, happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day to you, man. I know you're someone who labors. Dude, not uh, hard labor, but labor. Dude, it's late. I mean, labor is labor. Whether it's giving birth to a child or working in a coal mine. That's dude. right. Labor, that's fucking labor, my G. I confused. I'm probably not the only one because we're all stupid. Let's face it. And oh, I would Memorial always conf- Day Labor Day. Exactly. Yeah, that's. But the, in, I mean, easy way to remember Memorial Day in May. May Memorial oh, the M's man. alliteration. Someone tried calling me out today. They're like, dude, do you call your place the palace? And I was like, well, it's Pat's Palace. Because who doesn't like alliteration? Yeah. May Memorial Day. I love that. I'm going to remember that shit forever. I still remember the difference between sweet and sweat. Because someone once said, you know how weed's spelled with two E's? And I go, yeah. They go, hey, weed's sweet. Right. And I was like, oh, <laughs> sick, dude. Because like, I was worried. I was telling people, like, hey, you know, you're pretty sweat. <laughs> and then they're just like, oh, this person's a fucking moron. Desert, dessert. You know? Oh, I mean, I spelled only O-L-N-Y and both B-O-L-T-H for probably until I was 16 years until old. Until an uh, embarrassing age. <laughs> yeah, until way... In, and someone's like, why would you spell it that way? I was like, uh, only? Yeah, it's... It's L-Y at yeah, the end. Yeah, you got to, I mean, because our language is so weird. Like, the, the English language, you got to, you know, you got to come up with your little uh, ways to remember things. Oh, without, I mean, dude, try try reading salmon for the first time as a foreign, yeah. as a foreign person. Well, I always just make the joke, like, more than half the people that work in restaurants can't spell restaurant. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> definitely, because I can't spell restaurant, I don't think. I know, I know how it looks. Yeah, I can just recognize. It's, it's rest... And Trent, uh, uh, Rant, like R-A-N-T. Yeah. And guess what? Anytime I spell it, I'm going to be typing it, and the device I'm typing it out yeah. is going to be like, hey, you meant restaurant, I get you're illiterate. Yeah, it's like one of those where, like, like Wednesday, you just add the D in there just yeah. to fuck with people. Salmon. Why is there an L? <laughs> what are we doing with that thing? I know. Toss that shit. A lot of people like to pronounce that L, too. Salmon. Yep. Uh, let me get a little bit of the salmon, please. Oh, this, the salmon rushdie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. Almost shout out to salmon rushdie. Quick recovery. Got stabbed in the neck. Dude. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Um, I mean, I, what was what's he even about? It is has a lot to do with uh, Islam and some comments he's made over the years. And oh, because he had a fatwa. It's yeah, it's just not good. Um, I mean, he's a pretty brilliant writer. It's very unfortunate what happened to him. You know, it's freedom of speech. You think that you can, you know, openly write about these things. Unfortunately, it's not freedom of consequence. But he definitely did not deserve to be physically harmed. It's terrible. We're getting heavy here on Comics Corner today, folks. It's a deep one, dude. It's. I mean, this isn't the normal inflatable backyard pool that we're usually on. This is Olympic size. 37 foot fuck or 40 foot diving board we're going deep yeah and we're laboring some beers right now. we're laboring (laughs) our beers dude i'm gonna labor up a backwood and i brought out the two crispiest snacks i got so enjoy that yeah we should (laughs) hear us munching away enjoy the sounds of me eating pretzels peanuts and sesame sticks 
Um, what's been good? We got to touch on She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Big, How we feel? Big news. I just like all the uh, little chirps. People have been been chirping out little digs at the show because of the whole Megan the Stallion thing and She-Hulk twerking. I just love, I what did you say before the show? The way you put it, like yeah, it's like, dude. First off, the show's like ten minutes. The intro is five minutes. The show is ten minutes. The end credits are fifteen minutes. Two of which were uh, set aside to watch She-Hulk twerk with Megan the Stallion. Which, may I add, Megan the Stallion basically played the character I said she would. You did, which is. Megan the Stallion. Yeah. You're not going to have this non-actor come on and not play themselves. And it's like, how'd you feel about the weird, uh, like, shape-shifting The shape-shifter? Yeah. Um, I thought it was kind of silly, but, you know, it, it's a nice way to kind of throw Asgard in the mix and people from, from Thor's world, Thor's universe. Well, and I like that they were like, well, new Asgard, they're like, hey, heads up, we're in America, baby. I don't care if you used to be an old, separate dimension from yeah. us, dude. You're playing by what we call the Constitution now, you elf motherfucker. Yeah, so Fandom Wire put out this article, and the quote was, Martin Scorsese was right. She-Hulk no. latest episode with Megan the Stallion twerking leaves internet divided. Fans defend Jen Walters' characterization and missed it. Over-sexualization. Yeah, but here's the thing. That's how... I hate to say it, but unless you're going to like try and... like cushion up the fucking She-Hulk thing. Read a She-Hulk comic, dude. There's literally panels of her jump roping naked, and the jump rope happens to, like, the jump rope movement lines are hitting just the right spots for it to still be, like, viewable. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's what this character is. And guess what? This scene means nothing they want someone in the office was like, Hey, we made her twerk. And they were like, Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> it's like a shitty, dumb joke. It's like not, it's so played out. It's stupid. It's just, who cares? Give me something about what's going on with this new wrecking crew with the Hulk. It's just a throwaway scene. This was a throwaway scene, kind of a throwaway episode, except for the Wong cameo. I, that was nice. The Wong cameo. Great. We know that abomination's getting out. I get it. It's still a buildup, but like, Nothing's compared to episode one. Two and three have kind of been like snoozers. Now, do we know it's going to... You said 10 episodes? Is that for sure? That I don't know. I want to say... More than six or seven, though. There's got to be. Because you're not getting Titania back till episode five, I don't think. I think you get Daredevil in five as well. But I do appreciate that it is a cameo of the week show, though. Yeah. Which gets made fun of in the show where she's like, this isn't just a guest star of the week show. And then she's like, oh, well, there was Bruce. Oh, and then there was Abomination. <laughs> yeah, every and week. Long. And it's like, all right, I fuck with that. Yeah. I like seeing a show that just kind Can of is. Put fun of itself. At the, same, fun at of the itself. same time. And also just show us different characters in different light. It's like just because Daredevil's on She-Hulk doesn't mean his whole new show coming to Disney+. Plus has got to be fucking all about, like, you know, lighthearted silliness the same way that show is. Mm -hmm. It's like characters can cross over and bring a different tone. Yeah, I, it's just funny that 
people are going as far to like write articles about this and stuff. You of know? course, they're nerds, dude. This is like the one time they get to critique women, so they're like excited to feel like they're doing it justifiably as opposed to doing it anonymously on Reddit. They're just like, finally, we can say something about how your twerking is oh. offensive to us. Well, I mean, it's right here. It says that uh, it's one of the most criticized shows of the year. Well, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. The reasons for all the hate this show get, uh, all the shit. The reasons for all the hate that this show gets aren't com uh, aren't warranted. Fans have complained about bad CGI, unnecessary unnecessary woke symbols, plot that couldn't hold a candle in the dark, and living off the excitement that cameos bring, like we just said. So. Again, dude, it's just, one, anytime Marvel does a fucking show about, show or movie s centering on a woman, all these fucking weirdos in my book come out of the woodwork. And everyone's got an article about fucking Captain Marvel or this or that. It's like, I think that... Um, Miss Marvel almost just got a little bit of a pass because it's a child and it was like a Pakistani girl. So they, these guys like don't want to like skirt the line of like, I'm not racist. I just hate women. Yeah. The, oh, these nerds can be just kind of something else and kind of like uh, uh, contradictory too. So it said, um, uh, after the, the twerk scene, this led to rants about how sick fans are of Marvel's over-the-top humor and now the over-sexualization of women in its shows and movies. This what? is honestly a bit embarrassing, but as I said, there are always two sides of the coin that people uh, tend to overlook. You know? Dude, she was twerking in a business suit. Yeah. It's not like she had a fucking G-string and pasties on, which even if she did, it's two girls having some fun, whatever. What? Again, it is these like incel human beings that just cannot comprehend like, I hate to see women having fun and it's too sexual. It's yeah. like you're in a business suit. It's dancing. Welcome to the modern day. It's also, uh, yeah, and that's what the article goes on to say. It's like, calm down. Like, you don't need to overreact over this. And, you know, I'm, it comes back to the old thing that like, oh, yeah, everyone's real tough when they get behind a, a keyboard. Oh, yeah, you know, everyone's and, a keyboard warrior. And the thing is, if you're going yeah. to critique Miss Marvel or She-Hulk on comedy, it's like, again, read any of the comic runs yeah. this fucking characters had more on and see that all of them are have a sense of humor to them. They're all very like third person, like breaking the fourth wall type shit, like retrospective stuff. And it's fun. It's supposed to be that kind of show. Yeah. I get if you're pissed that Thor was too funny. Valid point. Different topic. Yeah, uh, over-the-top humor. I get yeah, that comment, but, you know. But at the same time, it's not like fucking uh, Sam Raimi brought Mike Myers on to co-write fucking Doctor Strange 2. There's not a ton of jokes going on throughout Doctor Strange 2. There's some little hits here and there that are just natural flow to the story, but it's not like they've gone full comedy. These people just want everything to be like their way. Or just it, the old ones are always the better. The mm -hmm. first album's always the best album. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. And sometimes it's true. But guess what? Never in anyone's life could you say the first Thor is better than Thor Ragnarok. Exactly. There's exceptions, you know, but let's not overlook this new episode. It had a real cool fight scene when those like against those four guys yeah, so that's when they try the to get her crew. blood. 
That's the Wrecking Crew. So that's this, the MCU's version of the Wrecking Crew, which is normally four guys who are more spandexy typically, but they are construction worker type of guys. Um, so they all have, you know, one's got a sledgehammer, one's got a fucking crowbar. like chain and ball, one's got a crowbar. They all have like kind of one weird thing that's their weapon. So let me ask you this: Who are these guys working for then? Um, that's what I'm wondering. I'm interested to see if her blood is going to be used by. I'll never remember her name. But Julia Louis Dreyfus to create a Red Hulk. Oh, okay. So Thunderbolts needs a Hulk type. Well, they have Abomination, but I think someone's trying to create a Red Hulk. All right, that's. I think there's someone that is looking to. They found a more stable version of the Gamma in the bloodstream that Jennifer Walters exhibits. I think they're probably not going to get that. It's the person's DNA and not the gamma. So, like, the gamma's only going to affect you. The person's DNA wouldn't change it. And it's going to fuck someone up again. Yeah. So, I think we're going to get maybe either... I don't know. We There's a couple gamma characters. There's this fucking green-haired motherfucker. Uh, I want to say his name. Sam something. I just, and this is why I run a comic book podcast. <laughs> uh, but, oh, it's like Samson. Okay. Something Samson, but he's got like long green hair. Green Samson. Green, his name's Green Samson. <laughs> he's in the comics. Uh, he has like some gamma powers, but then there's also the leader that is still alive. It is, he was in the Sam uh, or the Edward Norton version of the Hulk movie who he was Mr. White, I believe it was, or Mr. Red, but he was like talking to the Hulk and the Hulk was trying to figure out how to neutralize his blood. He ends up getting his skull cracked open and some Hulk blood falling into his skull. He becomes the leader, which is a classic Hulk villain. He's got a big ass head and like a real fucking stupid mustache. That's like a kind of French host style, you know, like a French host? You know, like at a restaurant, like the classic, like, oh, and your name, sir? Oh, like a maitre and d'. Your na- and your name, sir? Like a classic, uh, what would you, Ferris Bueller's Day Off yeah. type stroke. Uh, uh, Shannon, we do not have this. Yeah, my name's, uh, what is it? We do not Gert, have this name. Not Gert Frobe, it's... Uh, he He's the wiener king of <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> the sausage king. Oh, the sausage <laughs> yeah. king. Um, so you're, are you talking about um, his name? It, Tim Blake Nelson's character? Yes, Sam Tim Blake St- Nelson. Sam Stearns. Yes. Yeah. He becomes the leader. Tim Blake Nelson's good. You know, he's in all those uh, all the Coen Brothers movies. Yeah. It's a shorter he, gentleman. And I think that's a perfect person to have play a role like that because he's also not going to cost... No, nothing against him, but he's not going to cost an arm and a leg. You know what I mean? Robert Downey Jr. probably almost has priced himself out of movies. He's going to make like a third Sherlock Holmes that won't even be directed by... Is that definitely happening? A third Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. Uh, if my handwritten letters have anything <laughs> to do with it, it better fucking yeah, the, be. Oh, man. The first two are great, man. I lo- They're I'm good a, movies. I'm the biggest sucker for Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Like a guy who's just Do you getting, watch the Benedict Cumberbatch of version? Of course, dude. Okay, Did you I never watch get... Elementary on CBS? No. 
Oh, what about uh, Lucy Lou? What about the Enola Holmes? You, you I know? did not watch Enola Holmes. I started it, but then I canceled Netflix because I saw it. <laughs> so I didn't get to finish it. Was it that? Oh, oh, we, oh, okay. But um, no, I probably should like actually try and watch Enola Holmes. I was just like, dude, the things I like about Sherlock Holmes: reckless, drug use, kind of being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Enola Holmes is like. A nice person trying to be helpful. Like Sherlock Holmes doesn't solve crimes to be helpful. He solves crimes because he's an egotistical. And someone's like, oh, you couldn't solve the crime. And he's like, oh, really? Not only will I solve the crime, I'm going to smoke a fuck ton of heroin. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Opium. That's what they called it back in the day. Yeah. I'm going to smoke a fuck ton of that and then solve the crime. And they're like. Oh, okay. I didn't realize you were that big of a Sherlock fan. I'm a Sherlock fan. Sherlock Stan. I'm a Sherlock Stan. I'm a Sherlock Shan. That's what they used to call me back in England, in the East River. (laughs) On the Thames. On the River Thames. On the River Thames, it's Sherlock Shan. That's what's up. That was was my vibe. Well, now we know. Yeah, I... I've heard some whispers about it, but yeah, Robert Downey does a good job with that character. Definitely. It's funny that him and Cumberbatch have both played Sherlock Holmes the, in such a very short period of time. Damn. Oh, Sherlock Holmes, though. Classic example of movie in the Marvel Universe. Uh, how so? Robert Downey Jr., Jude Law. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that game our, my favorite game? Who's, who's Jude Law in the MCU? He plays... Uh, what is his name? The bad guy in Captain Marvel. Jan or Jan Oh, Rod. yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Damn. Yeah, he's good. He's a good bad guy. That Dude. is a road to perdition. Creepy. Have you ever seen that one? I have not. I've. He's this really creepy fucking uh, like body photographer. Like he photographs mm, dead bodies at the scene. Sexy. But sometimes he's the one that kills them. Like, oh, so even, he's like a, he's like a hitman for hire, and he sells things like. I do it for this much. He's like, and I get to keep the pictures. And they're all like, yeah, dude, you keep the pic. We don't want the picture. Yeah, we, don't want like, you, we don't want you taking pictures. Yeah. That's proof. Hey, honestly, just, just not take the picture. How about just we don't take, how about you don't keep them? We don't get them. <laughs> and we just do no pictures because I'm, and again, I did yeah. go to Police Academy 5, but I think that's called proof. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, really, uh, he's really creepy in that movie. It's a good flick though. Plus uh, I'm a sucker for like the like early 30s. Type oh yeah, that's a fun scene. Yeah, that's a fun era of movies. Did hey. you did you ever see Chinatown? Oh, I love Chinatown. Chinatown, or even like uh, Cinderella Man takes place. Like it's like Ooh. it's it's like amidst depression slash um, what's it called prohibition. You know, so that that's all involved there. That era just always seemed like is always very depressing to me, which I kind of like and don't like, which I think started because in grade school. Do you ever had to have to read the book Out of the Dust? Oh, uh, it sounds so familiar. Is it, is it dust about the dust, dust bowl? bowls, dude? Which is insane. That at one point that was a huge problem where they're just like, "Hey, whole middle of the country, dude, we just kind of let it go, and it got <laughs> super dusty. It's so dirty in the middle of the country right now." And they're like, "What about it's the-, the last place you want?" And they're be. like, "What about the people?" And they're like, "Dude, dirty. <laughs> like we gotta dust these guys off." Isn't that the same thing? Like, Grapes of Wrath, isn't that about the Dust Bowl as well? I think Grapes of Wrath might have been, like, ta- but Grapes of Wrath, I think, is about, like, you know, two guys. One guy is obviously, you know, short, and the other 
they were just like traveling like farm hands. So it might have still been. I think you're thinking of, of mice and men. Oh yeah, that is mice and men. What's grapes of wrath? It's it's about the dust bowl. It's about a farming family that gets like something happens after the dust and, bowl. And here's the thing. It's a very famous movie as well. Kinda like, you know, for those couple people that got famous off it from the book, maybe, you know, silver lining to the dust bowl. You got a book written. You know, you're the star of Grapes of Wrath. That's why I love you, Pat. You always stay positive. You're the Grapes of Wrath. People are like, did you read the book? And you're like, read the book. I lived the life. Look at me. And they like shake and they're all covered in dust. (laughs) (laughs) Pat their jacket. Yeah. They're rich and famous now with like gold chains, but they still dust themselves to make sure people like get that they are the characters. This is just for me never reading the book. I can't believe I mixed up Mice and Men and Grapes of Wrath. It's all, you know, old English or uh, American literature. You know? I think this is this is nice for kind of taking a step away from like that uh, childish comic book genre. Yeah. And just that's into some adult literature that you read in eighth grade. I know. I was at work the other day and my, my friend was like, oh my God, you're reading a real book. Look at you. I was reading that Anthony Bourdain book. Oh, yeah. She's like, there's no pictures in there. Yeah, but it's also like when someone says that, it's like... Hey, moron, you're just listening to podcasts. Yeah. All right. And granted, I like when people she listen. She reads a lot of books, so I didn't. I kept oh, my mouth shut. Nothing worse than someone lording it over your head to that they're reading book. That shit happened to me one time, and this guy's like, I'm sitting on my phone. I have 10 minutes waiting for this guy to leave work so I can lock up. And I'm just sitting looking at my phone. Like I said, it's only going to be 10 minutes. I'm not opening a book to read Three pages. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? If I'm going to read a book, I'm going to read a chapter. I'm going to yeah. read like a substantial. You can't even portion. read an article in ten minutes. Yeah, dude. and he well, mostly because I can't read that well. But ah. he's like, he goes, really wasting your time just looking at your phone like that. Why don't you uh, maybe pick up a book or something? And first off, I'm like, one. Well, that's just kind of I'm, an asshole thing to say. I'm your boss. Yeah. What are you? Are you like? Is this making fun of me? What's going on? Two. I pull out fucking Tolstoy sitting in my back or my uh, fucking tote bag. I yeah. go, oh, a book like this? Or I had this other fucking random ass book about some uh, like weird witchcraft. What if we were all yeah. rocks at one point? And pull that one out. Of or like a book like this. Two books on me. I shut this motherfucker up. Lickety yeah, split. Why, why, why are you trying to get that dig in on you, dude? That's what I'm saying. Like, hey, if someone doesn't want to read, let them do their thing, man. Who cares? Yeah. Like, but it's also interesting. Like, there's, there's movies in the 30s. Like, there's one scene in Road to Perdition where he's sitting at the train station, and it's just rows and rows of guys like with news, you know, giant newspapers in front of them, and like, oh, like now it's just people on phones. Like, that's all it is. Like, people just reading yeah. the news and catching up. You, you know? know why people read so much back then? Because they didn't have phones. Yeah, they didn't have (laughs) fucking television yet. Yeah. They had the radio. A bunch of those dudes in those photos where they're all like, you know, reading the newspaper on the train, like you're saying, those dudes were just looking at the pictures. It was either that or you're staring at your fucking shoes, you know? Yeah, or or you're just, again, no one wants to talk to another person. Yeah. That's insanity. So you're like, well, we're not going to talk to people. Let me at least just stare at this piece of paper, pretend like I've gained some sort of news. And at least look and be like, rain cloud on there. Bet it's going to rain this week. It is. I mean, we still have print media. I don't know. Do you think it'll ever go away? No, because now print media, shit like... analog. Shit like super 
like rant, even plain dealer of I'm sure eventually will not be a thing or just be the equivalent of a free newspaper that gets its you know it's mostly online ads shit like that but it might still be free floating around there's only like a handful of like newspapers that people will fuck with but something like a magazine resonates in the realm of a vinyl album where to have something tangible and bigger like something you can hold on to something you can see something that has some texture and has this display factor as well it's like those will last forever those will be something people always want to just have it's just something you can like look at it's something people put time and effort into well i don't know if they do this but i would hope that if you like say you have a actual subscription you know to the rolling stone magazine that maybe they give you the online subscription for free oh you have i would hope so that would be insane because i kind of forgot about rolling stone honestly like i don't know i guess there's certain magazines that i think could just be online but then uh, yeah. there are certain ones, <laughs> Most of them. But there's certain ones I'm like, oh, I get a lot of like art house things or, you know, very niche certain style things. Like I get wanting to have like a hard copy of that, something more collectible. But oh, they do collector ones all the time. Like, yeah. Plus, you never know. Like, say you get some, you know, you got a copy of the Rolling Stone and some famous musicians on the cover. And then the guy like dies like a week later. Like you're going to want that. Yeah. You know, I it's feel like Rolling Stone's one of those weird ones though. That's like, I feel like there's gotta be like super cool, like more like indie ones. Cause I feel like sometimes Rolling music Stone, magazines. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's like spin, right. And like Is shit like spin that. Spin and AP still around. Those are ones. I think AP still around. Yeah. I don't, maybe not actually. I don't know. I feel like I was at the AP offices. See, but that's what's cool about Rolling Stone is that it's... Yeah, AP had offices here in Cleveland. Why was I there, though? I don't know. Fucking Interview? Were you in a band? Was I in AP? <laughs> you worked, yeah, you worked I was there. In, you didn't I know. was in a band called Reasoning Effect when I was in ninth grade. Okay, tight. I played the bass. Yeah? Yeah. We had one a- band practice. After you learned the Seinfeld theme song? After I was fucking denied like a goddamn, you know... Like, I was a non-Roman citizen to learn <laughs> the fucking Seinfeld theme song on an instrument that you most certainly can play the Seinfeld theme song. You on. certainly can. There's it probably, is a th- uh, I bet almost every bass player who's played six months can play you the Seinfeld bass. Yeah. It's just notes, you know? Yeah, you like your, your yeah this teacher. guy's like, oh, sorry, dude. They did it on the fucking synthesizer, and honestly... We don't even understand the tech of a synthesizer. It just showed up on the planet one day. And I said, what? dude, I'm never coming back to this place. <laughs> well, that's why Rolling Stone was cool because, you know, they didn't just zero in on one specific genre because there's a lot of yeah. other ones that just that's what they do. But they, they cover a lot of different music and politics and stuff like that. So that's why it's still relevant. Yeah, you know? it's kind of a more um, wide spanning magazine. Oh, yeah. It's not just like. Yeah, it's not just rock and because even just doing rock and roll, it's like I feel like even saying the word rock and roll is almost like it's like saying rap music. You're just yeah. like this is like the most blanket term of fucking music. Yeah, exactly. You know, you say rock music or popular music that can mean so many different things. Yeah, but I had one gripe with Rolling Stone years and years ago. They did uh, it was wrote, a two- you a bad review. Who my band? Yeah, yeah, no. That'd be nice. It'd be cool if we got reviewed on there. But no, so... Well, if it was, even if it was bad? 
I, I, yeah, I don't care. You're like, I'm in Rolling Stone, dude. Fuck you. Any, any press is good press. Yeah, you're right. Hey, you're right. They don't they don't give everyone like one star in like, you know, magazines. They like just that. like rip someone They'll up. They'll give you two. They're, They're like, like, I literally threw up upon listening to the music. Yeah, it's like, hey, it's more stars than you got in Rolling Stone. But no, they did a countdown years and years ago. Is that the top 200 songs of all time. Okay. Rock songs. And... Call it, I think it was just a, a tad biased that the number one song was Like a Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan. Like, yes, Bob Dylan is one of the greatest songwriters of all time, but really you picked that song because it just has the title of your... Rolling Stone. But it has the title of the fucking magazine. Yeah, and of it's, course. It's like, come on, dude. <laughs> I was like, that's just not cool. It, the thing is, all those top 100 things are so subjective, and even when people are like, Whenever they ask, who are your top five of all time? People are like, that's like an impossible question. Like the more in tune you are with, no pun intended, but in tune with music you are, the more you comprehend yeah. that it's the same way of like, what's your favorite food? It's like, I have a favorite breakfast food. Well, it's just people love a good countdown. That's like all yeah. half these fucking podcasts are these days is them just like, ranking I mean, that's things. all BuzzFeed is. Yeah. Just ranking things. You and. Know? With that in mind, next week, we're going to be doing our top 100 comic books of all time. <laughs> oh, and we also started the show with a top 100 content, so that it was, checks out. It that can, was somebody's opinion on that. That's how we hooked you, fools. That was a, that was a good series because we had content. Mm-hmm. We had at least 100 individual talking points. Uh, dude, I got some books in there we can go and talk about. I, got, I think I have another top 100 somewhere. Top 100, what, like Marvels or something like that? Yeah, just... An- well, then we were doing the year by year, which was fun. We would just pick a random year oh, every yeah. time. Dude, we should, random we should year, grab the book and fuck Random it. year generator? Br- random year generator? Bring it back? Let's do it for old t- for old time sake. So we're going to do uh, a year out of the book. Ooh, year by year, step by step. Marvel, year by year. A visual history, updated and expanded. So we're going to do 1964. I'm so glad this is an expanded version because the old micro one, not not for me. What year are we doing? 1964? Wow, year of the walrus. Uh, You sure about that? Yeah, that was the year that Martin Scorsese was uh, in third grade. Okay. <laughs> and those are just some facts about the year, dude. Big facts. So what we got, what well, happened? So first of all, I remember we did 1963, or was it 62, was Spider-Man. That was, I mean, that's was completely right. erased from my mind. So either way, I mean, this is like, there's a lot of shit going on in the early 60s at Marvel. So Big right off years. the rip in January, not like too, too huge, but the blob appears and I mean, X-Men number three. Wow. Uh, not a big deal, Sean. You mean the first time a plus size character got some good representation as an evil monster who's fat but was uh, unpenetrable? I mean, you could absorb bullets. That's pretty sick, dude. Mm-hmm. Until people started shooting fat people thinking we could absorb bullets. <laughs> Which happened in we 1965. Yeah, 1965. After. Mass the, the word was out. fat people. <laughs> I thought he was like the Bob. <laughs> My favorite X-Men villain. Yeah. So he appeared in the third uh, issue. I'm not too familiar with the Blob. Um, I know his first name is what? It's like Freddie Finkelstein. He's got like a real like fat person first name. It is Fred. There's very yeah, Fat Freddy, yeah. Fat Freddy, yeah. Well, Freddy J. Dukes. Yeah. Okay, Freddy J. Dukes. Yeah. yeah. That's that sounds like a gas station. 
It sounds like a gas station to get greasy sub sandwiches. Yeah, and their at. logo is a big fat guy. Yeah, it's a fat guy with a crown on. It's Freddie J. Dukes here. Uh, not too much to say about the blob. But you know, the, blob the blob has weirdly been in a ton of iterations. Really? Of all X-Men. Really. I would say the blob has been in every iteration of the X-Men world. Yeah, I kind of remember him from the cartoon a little bit. He was in the cartoon. He was in all three cartoons, whether it be uh, X-Men Evolution, 97, or Wolverine and the X-Men. I'm pretty sure he was in the initial... Uh, the first three movie run. I know he's in... Oh, you know what? He might have just been in Wolverine Origins. Origins? What? Oh, is he like one of the guys he fights in the ring? He, yeah, it's like... Uh, he, I think he was training with... Remember how Will I Am played that very memorable character no one knows the name of? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, the blob was training with him. Okay, yeah, I remember that. He's like, I found this big fat guy, and I like the way he moved. Well, he, you know, he redeemed himself. It says here he joined the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants with Magneto, but then he signed with, signed with, yeah, like, he signed like a baseball player. team. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like a you could team. either be a world terrorist or superhero. He signed on with the government's Freedom Force. Mm. Was that is that tied into the Wolverine thing too? Like, no, the Freedom Force is basically like kind of a it, it's an ironic name because I'm pretty sure the Freedom Force just did like black ops missions. I mean, this, I think it was just the Brotherhood but under like a government sanctioned name. I mean, dude, this is kind of a rad power. I mean, his skin could not be punctured. He's practically impossible to injure. Uh, his body was able to absorb the impact of anything smaller than a bazooka shell. But once he got a bazooka, that's, that's his weakness is bazookas. Yeah. Someone's like, dude, get a bazooka. Or a tank. But here's the thing. If a bazooka shell is all it takes, I feel like there's some fucking characters in the Marvel Universe that like, is Scott Summers fucking Cyclops beams not like bazooka strength? Uh, well, that's those are like alien powers. So yeah, I'm gonna guess that he could they could probably fuck up the blob. Yeah. Uh, so right in the same month, um, we get Baron von Strucker. Oh. Yeah. So a uh, little, uh, little Nazi scientist. Our action. Nazi scientist friend Strucker. Uh, you know, you first see him in Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos, number five. Damn, that was sixty-four. Yeah, 64. He was the leader of the Nazi Death Head Squad. Challenged Nick Fury to a duel uh, in this fifth issue. Baron would go on to form Blitzkrieg Squad, the Nazi counterpart to the Howling Commandos, and would regularly battle Fury's security organization, S.H.I.E.L.D., as the evil yeah. leader of HYDRA. They didn't like each other, dude. Yeah, I mean, he was... It's. I don't know. You know, it's funny. They barely show him in Avengers 2. Like, he's there, but only for a minute. <laughs> yeah, he's in... Um, in the end credit scene. End credit that. scene of... What is it? Civil that? War, I think. Was it Civil... No. Not Civil War. Uh, Winter Soldier? Maybe Winter Soldier might have been what it was. Yeah, because uh, then if you first see uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver... Uh, getting a little ahead of ourselves, but you do. That's a good segue because in March of 1964, we get the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver in X Men number four. Okay, so there we go. I mean, that kind of all ties together, right? Yeah, there. I, I wonder if they kind of saw like you know where these characters got introduced, and that's how they kind of made some decisions over at MCU. Yeah, and I think the hard part about Baron Von Strucker is basically 
right, you need him in there because he is pretty important to some of the Wanda. And he's an important Marvel character at the end of the day. Yeah. But it's also like he's a Nazi. So we can't have a not like there's a reason that when the dude who played fucking Red Skull was like, I'm not coming back. They were like, we don't care. Oh, Hugo we're not. Br- yeah. Like we're not bringing any of the Nazi stuff back. dude. Yeah, that's a one shot. Yeah. That's like that only works in the time period piece. Like today, everyone's just like, no, dude, don't have it be that. Right. So it's like, yeah, kill those people off pretty quick. Fucking. Because even the thing with Hydra is like Hydra's pretty much just like, hey, uh, using the word Nazi didn't test well with audiences. I agree. The word Hydra sounds a lot less unsettling. I agree. So it's like, which is fine. In a comic book sense, it makes more sense. But in movies, you're like, yeah, we can't really just be pushing this like, you know, a pretty, pretty touchy kind of guy. We got two big baddie intros in, in 1964 as well in February. Big baddie we, year. What's that? I mean, I do. Yeah, so far. I mean, yeah. But then in February, you baddies. get Electro and you get the Mandarin. Electro and the Mandarin. Yeah. Two, okay. From character appearances, who do you consider a better version? You have Jamie Foxx's Electro that you can base off of. Spider-Man in the or Spider-Man the new one with Tom Holland. Yeah. And also Amazing Spider-Man 2. Or the Mandarin from Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi slash uh, Iron Man 3. Well, no, I wouldn't even I would not go with the Ben Kingsley version. I'd go with the real version, his dad. Oh, that's right. Oh, is he goes by Oh, he is so he's actually the Mandarin. He's the real Mandarin. Okay, I think I kind of missed that connection, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, a little side note, though. So we are going to be getting a Wonder Man show. A show? Yeah, and it is going to be bringing back Ben Kingsley's character. Oops, sorry. Uh, but it's going to be bringing back Ben Kingsley's character from Iron Man 3 yeah. and Shang-Chi. As Trevor? Trevor as one of the main characters in the show. Yeah, Ben Kingsley's Kingsley's a great actor, dude. And I love that um, so many of these like well-renowned actors are kind of just like, yeah, dude, I'll jump in. Like this motherfucker played Gandhi. Yeah, this dude is like a real ass actor, and is just like, sure, dude, I'll come and do the. Yeah, he's down. I feel like these movies are probably pretty fun. I feel like Kevin Feige has like a pretty tight grip on like what because he's seen how. Fantastic Four is gone, or he's seen how Star Wars went with when they let Colin Trevorrow do the second one of the new three. But it's like he's like, listen, I'm making sure these things go. So even if we have like a little bit of a flop, it's not like a huge blow up in our face. No, I haven't seen anything like that yet. You know, I mean, some people haven't liked the last few movies, but that's just them being. I mean, I think so. You know, you're always gonna have a couple misses, but it's not gonna be. A fucking obscene movie to watch. Exactly. You know, it's not going to be Morbius, dude. It's not like... Oh, yeah. Who could forget? The best of the best. So what else happened in 64? Uh, in March, Captain America makes his return in Avengers number four. So now he's running okay, around so the he's back. Oh, he's back out of the ice. He's out of the ice. So this, I My mean, guy's back. A lot of this stuff we're seeing in the beginning of 64 comes into light of the MCU at some point. Um, you got Black Widow. 
first appearance. I Damn, mean, this dude. is crazy. Big fucking, year. Fucking daredevil, dude. I mean, Ooh. it's it's just nonstop. And Spe- then you got some second tier characters like the exe- Executioner. Yeah, uh, Executioner is Thor Ragnarok. The guy that Carl Urban plays. Oh, okay. Is the Executioner. Gotcha. I yeah. believe. And then you got Green Goblin. I mean, Craven the Hunter. Great Gargoyle. King the Conqueror, which is definitely going to be... I mean, this is crazy, dude. Big year, dude. You picked a goodie. So we'll read, a little, we'll read this little blurb on King, because this is relative to what we're working with now. Uh, first appearance, The Avengers number 8. Time travel has fascinated writers of speculative fiction ever since H.G. Wells wrote The Time Machine. And uh, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby introduced their own Master of Time in The Avengers number 8. Uh, actually, I apologize. It says that he was previously introduced in Fantastic Four 19. As Ramo Ramo Raman Tut. Tut. Yeah. So this is actually the first time we see him as King. <laughs> but that's a, yeah. So he's from an alternate future and has assumed his new name when he's challenged by the Avengers. Uh, pretty dope. He's a time traveler. Time travel can be very confusing. And writer Roy Thomas later revealed that uh, Immortus was actually another Kang's identities. So yeah, they, the thing with Kang is there's so many versions of him. It gets a little convoluted even in the comics. Yeah, I mean, it's, but I think that's something that it's fine. You can, the nice thing about the movies is you can whittle a lot of this down. All of it's never going to be completely airtight. It's movies. We're expanding our fucking b- belief of what is happening and what's not happening. For all these things to interconnect, like I've always said, is amazing. Yeah. For everyone to get to watch this insane, basically fucking 50, 100-hour movie that or series that is getting made for people that interconnect and intertwine and have characters showing up in one and the other with a timeline taking place. It's like, yeah, this is wild. To critique every aspect, you're always going to be able to find something that's like, this doesn't make sense. And with Kang, it's like, hey... They're going to whittle down most of this shit. They're not going to have the Council of Kangs. No. They're not going to have well, some... Well, well, you never know. I mean, they they might, but it's like... There's certain things that just don't... Would look jarring this in is, a movie versus on the page. This is also where it gets interesting, and that's why this next phase of like Fantastic Four and everything is going to be so important. Uh, it said... Uh, for years, King believed he was uh, related to Doctor Doom, but writer John Byrne eventually explained that he was actually descended from Reed Richards. So yeah. how, how much do you know about that? Um, so he is a vast descendant of Reed Richards. It's not fucking, you know, great-grandson or great-great-grandson. It's Well, yeah, he's from the year 3000. Yeah, right? so it's like so far away that it's not even, you know, super relatable to our Reed Richards. But there's also the counterpoint of um, Reed Richards' son is Franklin Richards, which in the Marvel Universe is... Will and will forever always be a top five most powerful character. Someone who has the born ability to create alternate realities, to play, you know, to do anything. He recreates the entire multiverse after Battleworld in like the most recent fucking Secret Wars. Like Franklin Richards has, when Earth was destroyed, created a second Earth. With all the heroes coming back to, like, this dude is fucking OP 
if OP ever had like yeah. a definition. Fantastic is an understatement. And it's like, so how do you go from like having Franklin Richards to like having Kang come become a thing? And Kang is kind of just like a piece of shit where he doesn't develop the technology. He steals it from like a doom exhibit basically. Yeah. So it's not like he, he's just a troublemaker. Yeah. It's Eobard Thawne's that shit, dude. Yeah. You know, it, they kind of have a similar fuck around with time, but he just be, had more characters. He had, yeah. Immortus. He has Raman Tut. He has the one at the end of time. He has Kang and Conqueror. And there's a whole, what do they call him in Kangs. Loki? Um, the one he, at the end of time, right? Or the, he, he who remains. He who remains. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also get Hawkeye. First appearance of Hawkeye. Uh, wow. Tales of Suspense 57. I mean, 1964 might have been the year. Uh, and, speaking of Wonder Man, Simon Williams becomes Wonder Man. I mean, dude, it's <clears throat> beautiful. It is such a good fucking year. This is wild. I can't believe all these characters. Uh, they must have got like the best bag in that office to just have everyone on 10 just floating through the Marvel fucking offices like okay dude I got an idea yeah it's a witch she's red no she's scarlet she's got a brother dude he's fast he's quick he's quick silver get it colors we're on it let's do this I mean let's keep in mind there's only 365 days in a year and these guys are just cranking out ideas and you've named off memorable stories you've named off uh, at least five characters that are now in the MCU Dude. as main single like storyline like have their own series or movie people and then in November 1964 we got Dormammu the dread Dormammu <laughs> appears in Strange Tales for the first time and we need him yeah, number 126. Dude, it's... He's coming. He's Doctor coming. Doctor Strange 3, dude. Yeah. We're going to see Dormammu. For sure. We're definitely seeing Dormammu again. I mean, with Clea being his niece mm-hmm. and all the Dark Dimension stuff is very, very cool to me. And it's some of the cooler CGI I think they do as far as background stuff. Um, also... It looks like a comic book. We glossed over Hawkeye a little bit, but, dude, I will forever watch the Hawkeye series every December. Yeah. It, great holiday show. I believe show. it. Like, the... The fucking chemistry between uh, Florence Pugh and the girl who plays Kate Bishop, phenomenal, dude. Like, they, it seems so natural and real. Yeah. So, wait, weren't we just talking about this character? Who was uh, it? Tell me his name. The, uh, the, is he handsome? The leader? The leader is exactly who we're talking about. Tim Blake Nelson played the unmutated form of the leader in the Incredible Hulk movie right. starring Ed Norton, or as I call him, yeah, Samuel Eddie Norton. Nort. Pardon me? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sam Stearns. Sam Samuel Stearns. Samuel Stearns. Green Sam. SS. Green Sam. Good call. It's a good callback. I mean, dude, a wild year. What is this, a sexy picture of Namor and Magneto? <laughs> the centerfold in this book I like to think X-Men 6. For people to who can't see because we have no video, uh, it's a sexy picture of Namor and then Magneto trying to look sexy but still in his cloak. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's some that big stuff happening. Is that what 74 brought us? Yeah. Oh, it also tells you what was happening in the country in 1964. Okay, let me hear Nelson Mandela sentenced to life in, for wow, treason. Wow, dude, starts it on a high note. Oh, well, it gets <laughs> better. Johnson signs the sweeping civil rights act, so that's good. Okay, that's a good thing. That's we'll a, that's a good. Give, that was a good one, give right? Take. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it fixed racism, right? Yeah. For oh, I mean, that's why we were done with it. <laughs> it was a '64. Yeah, we, we ended. First major student anti-war demonstration. First pictures of the moon. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Uh, smoking may be harmful in the first uh, such announcement from the U.S. government. Surgeon General uh, Luther Len- Leonidas. That's crazy. Six- Would you say that was 64? Yeah. Sean, it's been almost 60 more years, and we still don't have any conclusive evidence of smoking's bad. It's not good. Well, <laughs> it's cool, it, but it's cool. <laughs> so that's the hard part. What happened next? Uh, Campbell reaches record speed. Was Wait, the land, camp- land, oh. land speed record? Who? On it, here's one of those things. Like, dude, do you really care about the land speed record? Like, uh, is, no. it, is it like that impressive to you? Know what I mean? As like a some people love that shit, dude. But it's like, what? You just watch a guy drive for yeah. a minute. Sorry, some of the writing on this book is like so tiny, like. And I'm, oh, and I'm far, or I'm, I'm, I am nearsighted, so I shouldn't have a problem with it. But it's tiny. I need my cheaters. It's some small stuff. Well, that was 1964. There was a lot of crazy shit going on, man. Damn. And uh, we'll we'll come back to this book next episode. This Marvel year by year. We take a little break from it, but um, I mean, it's just crazy how much you find out about what happened in a single year over at Marvel. I know. Are we? Uh we almost out of time here. I think we're here? good on the on the comics. I think that's all we got for you folks this week. Thanks well, for listening to us. Appreciate you guys. Love you as always. Go to Instagram.com backslash Threads and Dreads Pod. Give us a follow. It makes us look cooler. Comment on things. We post clips. Repost them to your story to wherever you want to. Uh, also, go hit us up on Patreon.com after we finish up today. I think we're going to get a Patreon episode in, so we're going to have something new coming to you. That's Patreon.com backslash Threads and Dreads. Me and Sean, always appreciate you guys following that. You know, that $8, I mean, split between two people, it's a low monthly living rate, but we make it work somehow, man. So you guys are just another four bucks will be, I mean, it'd be special. It'd be really almost... You know, getting 50% raise, and that's nice. Uh, I'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you, as always, Sean. You are the hero. You are the dojo master of this podcast, and I appreciate you always. My pleasure. I love you guys for listening. Thank you. Bye.